morning, friends. It is so good to be in the house of worship, and today is a very special day. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we'll be talking about that in a moment. But before we do anything, I want us to just sing a chorus of How Great Thou Art. we do our prayer requests and our prayers, we have one of the greatest celebrations and thanksgiving that we have observed here in over nine years. And I want Miss Carla to come up here, and uh, I just want to introduce someone to you and talk about what a wonderful blessing has happened in her life. And uh, so, Carla, come on up here and stand by Miss D and I. And you did not get one of these today, so I'm going to give you mine. You can figure out how to, to do this, okay? But come on and just share what's on your heart. And if I need to say anything, I will. Um, okay. Uh, I was homeless for about two years, at least two years, and... Um, I, all I can think about is Shades of Grace. They were here for me, and they fed me, and they put clothes on me, and I just want to thank everybody that was involved because you all are just awesome. You made a difference in my life. All of you all did. And I just want to I thank you for coming to see me at the hospital. I had a car accident. So I got somebody um, hit me with a car. We won't get into that. <laughs> but... Um, you all were there, and I just want to come a few days ago to thank thank them, and I would love to be a part of you all. I really would. I really would. All right. Amen. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And if you don't know the story of Carla, 
Uh, it's too much to even talk about here today, but when she came by a few days ago with her mom, I didn't recognize her, and I said, Carla, of all the times that we've known you, I never saw you smile. And now she has a smile that just won't stop. And we praise God for protecting her, for watching over her and blessing her. And we have prayed for you as a community. You know, I do a very active uh, social posting on Facebook, and we've had the largest amount of response, of sharing and reposting about Carla's story than any story I've ever done in nine years. And it's in the hundreds of people because everybody in the downtown came to know, Char uh, to, to remember um, you, and um, I started to call you Charlotte. <laughs> anyway, I don't know where that came from. Um, well, I guess Charlotte's on my mind. She did call me early today. Uh, anyway, um, we just want to thank God for Carla and the changes that has happened, and we welcome you with open hearts and so glad that you are part of our con congregation. You've been a part for a long time, but now you're really a part. God bless you. Give the Lord thanks. Such a wonderful, wonderful story of God's grace all the time. Now, I think I had an outline somewhere up here with prayer requests on it. Does anybody have a paper that's got prayer requests on it? Okay. I think somebody switched me up. And I think you know who that person was. You're looking at him. Pastor Will. Thank you. Okay. All right. We have a lot of things to pray about, but I wanted to share that with you uh, about Carla, because if God can do it in Carla's life, he can do it in any life, so don't ever give up. But all of you probably know Johnny Nash. If you've been at Shades of Grace for any length of time, he's been with us since uh, day one and has been homeless most of that time in the streets, has been incarcerated now for quite a few months, but I received a call from the hospital in Bristol um, two days ago, and he has uh, extremely bad bone cancer. Uh, he will not be with us very long without a miracle of God's touch. But he had asked for me, and I went yesterday, and he spent a lot of time weeping, and we prayed together. And he said to tell all of you that he loves you, he thanks you for touching his life. And he's beginning to talk to me about how he wants a memorial service to be done, but we pray that God's will be done. And the exciting thing that he, that he told me, he said, Pastor Will, of all these years, I still figured out I don't know how to pray. But he said, I remember you telling me, just pray the Lord's Prayer because it covers everything. And he said, that's the way I know to pray. So that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we pray the prayer. We cannot improve upon Jesus' prayer, right? So we give that up to you today to pray for Johnny. Marty and Mary Graybill, he is also in a similar situation in the hospital, and they're in adjoining rooms side by side. So please remember them. I was there yesterday evening again. 
Pray for Glenn, who suffered a stroke some weeks ago and is now in, uh, here on Gibson Mill at Encompass Recovery. Pray for Miss Christine. Pray for Martha. I received a text this morning from Martha. She would, uh, it's okay for me to share this. She's been a part of our congregation since we began. But she told me she's had a nervous breakdown and that she will be homeless this week unless something happens and there are no doors opening for her. It's a long and complicated situation. But she said, I'm going to be homeless again. And so I ask you to please pray for Martha. And uh, if, if I can help inform you a little bit more about any of these prayer requests confidentially, one-on-one, uh, -on -one, I will be glad to do that. Pray for Pastor Regina. Pray for the family of Deborah Holtzclaw. We had a wonderful funeral service here yesterday at noon. And I think Jimmy mentioned, and I agreed, that I don't think I've ever been in a funeral where so many people came forward to eulogize and to share memories of a life well-lived. So we pray for her family today. I received a call three days ago from a detective here in town and a gentleman was found dead. He'd been dead for only the Lord knows how long, but the only information they could find on a crumpled piece of paper is, I have no family. Please call Shades of Grace. They are my family. And so yesterday I signed the uh, cremation certificate for him and uh, just pray that God's presence will be with each one of us in all of these situations. We pray for Israel and Gaza for the Ukraine, for Nigeria, and specifically for Shades of Grace International. And that is our focus for today. Every year in November, around Thanksgiving time, we celebrate this. We're now celebrating our third anniversary of Shades International. Pray for our world and for all the needs that are upon our hearts today. And I know they are many, but God knows our thoughts afar off. He knows what you're thinking even before that thought crosses your mind. And so God knows your heart today. We are touched uh, with whatever God is touched with, and God is touched with us. He cares for us. He touched by the feeling of our infirmities. So just lift up your hand and say, God, I give you my request today. And we know that God will hear our prayers. Let us pray together the way that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I wanted to share something with you real quickly before our Nigerian friends come, but lest this be forgotten, um, we did not have this last year on our second anniversary, but on one of um, Yuzoma's trips to Nigeria, she brought back some of the first fruits of the rice field that you sponsor. Because of you and those of you on social media, you know, by the way, when I checked this morning, we had 3,400 people view last week's worship service.
Can you give the Lord thanks for that? Our services are recorded on Saturday mornings and uploaded for our four o'clock Sunday afternoon uh, showing. But this is a bag of rice with our Shades of Grace, Grace International um, emblem. And they'll be talking about that today, I'm sure, the many things that are happening. But I just wanted you to be able to see and touch. This is the first fruits here today. Okay. So um, today we're going to turn the service over to Landon and our Nigerian friends. And they have an order of worship and outline. And so we'll be following that today. Will you welcome our guests as they come? Good morning, everybody. We're just going to be singing some Nigerian songs and just to thank God for all he has done. I know you'll be hearing much more later. We, our hearts are full of joy. We, we are really thankful. So we're going to be singing some Nigerian songs and we want you to sing along with us. Let's worship God. Let's thank him. Amen. Come and see you. Come and see. Come and see you. Come and see. Come and see what the Lord has done. Come and see what the Lord has done. Come and see you. Come and see. Come and see you. Come and see. Come and see what the Lord has done. Come and see what the Lord has done. Oh! 
everyone. Hi. I bring you greetings from uh, Shades in the International in Nigeria. I just came back uh, yesterday. So um, greetings from our brethren over there. Um. <laughs> they send their heart full of gratitude, of thanksgiving to you all for remembering them, lifting them up in prayers, touching them in various ways, including with our resources. Um, while I was going, you know, I, Reverend Will said, you can have the key to the cloth closet. So I got some stops there and I tell you, it was such a blessing being able to clothe people that you didn't know, um, being able to put shoes on people's feet that didn't have any or needed their shoes to be uh, changed. And it was all random acts of love. It, there was nobody in mind. It was shared in the marketplace. It was just as the spirit led. And it was such a thrill and a blessing to see the reactions from um, the people that you know we've touched and we gave those things to. So I wanna thank each and every one of you for supporting Shades International since we started three years ago. It was never planned, just like things as Shades, you never know what that day's gonna bring. <laughs> but uh, the birth of Shades of Grace International just happened, just like every other thing at Shades here. And so we're grateful to God. We've touched so many lives. I want to share the testimony of one man in particular on this trip that I went. He's been part of Shades International from the very beginning. And he retired with his wife, was going through hard times, which they never told me. We, we didn't, you know, I had no knowledge about it. And when I got home, I found out that he was blind. So they came to see me, him and his wife. And just like Reverend Wild would say, follow the spirit. So something in me just asked him to ask him, what does he really want? What does he need? And he said that he would like to have his sight restored. That what he needed was just to be able to come up with, in our money, it's 250,000 Naira. But in dollars, it was roughly $300. So I felt touched that because of $300, he couldn't see. So I asked him, I said, would the surgeon be able to do that? Would you have to travel for it? He said, no. She's a very professional, you know, well-known and would be able to do it. So. I did what Reverend Will said, follow the leading of the spirit. And I went and, you know, I went to the hospital and Shades International paid for him to have that surgery. When that happened, the wife, she collapsed. That's one of the most touching moments 
that I have ever seen. She rolled from one end to the other, thanking God and could not believe that miracles like this still existed. I want to thank each and every one of you here that made it possible for us to be able to restore sights to those who don't see. So later on that day, um, that was on Tuesday, we got together. And Reverend Will had a podcast that he had done. So we shared it to the people that were present. Just like shades here, no process, no protocols, and there was none. Just come as you are and hear the word of God. Just come as you are and don't be ashamed. We, did, we didn't have much chairs, but people sat wherever they could. Before we knew it, I'm sure Jimmy has seen some of it, the crowd that gathered by 9 p.m. at night kept increasing to where we could not contain it anymore. And they loved the music that Landon sang. At the end of it, we made an altar call, and we had folks that gave their lives to Christ. I can't tell the number because the crowd kept pushing. So we had Bibles. Shades always will give out Bibles to people who need it. And so when we started sharing Bibles, I, had, I was pressed to the wall literally for people struggling to get a copy of the Word of God. And that was made possible by every one of you here and every one of our virtual family watching to be able to spread the Word of God across all nations. Thank you. Not only was that possible, everyone who came went with our Shades of Grace bag of rice. And also we had beans that we portioned and shared out family by family. And they were very appreciative for the food, for the clothes, and for the blessings that came from Shades of Grace International. Thank you all. And I am, another um, testimony that came forth, I was going to the school when someone grabbed me and I turned and she said, I just want to say thank you so much for making it possible for our children to go to school. Thank you so much. You have no idea what you all have done at Shades. It may seem little to you all but it is a lot to us i have all my kids in school now and i just want to say thank you for what you are doing so i bring the thanks back to you all thank you these are uh, we could go on and on sharing the testimonies of the things that shades of grace here does to touch lives across continents and miles. Dr. Badika would have been here this morning, but he had to work today. Um, he is our representative for Shades in Congo, 
and I'm pleased to say that we supported him to ensure that those that passed through trainings um, that did not have jobs, because part of what we do is to um, encourage folks not only to give their lives to Christ, but to have something meaningful that they can do to support themselves and be able to still spread the word of God. So we were able to assist in helping him get um, sewing machines for the ladies that passed through the sewing classes that he held there. So he will, he's yet to give me report on how many of it that that was able to get. So thank you all for your donations. Thank you all for supporting that cause. Mm -hmm. I equally want to say thank you also for the waters that you have provided to communities. What joy it was just driving by and knowing that that was our well, or is our well, that people are still getting water from there. So I just want to say thank you. I can keep saying thank you. It will not be enough. But I'm bringing back these testimonies to let you know that what you are doing is really touching lives and changing lives. I just want to say again, thank you also for helping to support us to grow food that we are using to feed people on a steady basis. Keep putting it in prayer. As the Lord continues to expand it, we will get to where we will be able to be self um, productive on our own and that is our goal and hopefully we will get there by next year thank you all amen we're going to sing a song called the great awakening and this is a song it's, it's a prayer asking God to revive our hearts to bring great revival in our lives and as we sing this song, let our hearts open to God and be expectant of his blessings, of his great revival. Amen. Yeah. 
to be in your midst. And I have with me today Ms. Immaculata, who is going to be translating because we have a wider audience than what we've got here. So um, it might be a bit unusual because I'm going to speak and pause and allow her to translate. Um, so you, you all pray for us. We need grace here. All right. Okay. But we'll start with prayer. We'll start with prayer. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this time and this, and just your presence in our midst. Your word says, when two or three are gathered in your name, you're right there in their midst. We know that you are here. We honor your presence. We honor your presence, Lord. We just offer up ourselves unto you as vessels. Use us. As we stand in your stead, bypass us and speak to your people what you would have them here today. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So the theme for today's anniversary celebration is revive thy work, O Lord. And it is a message that is timely for the time we're in. And this is a prayer in Habakkuk. <laughs> Habakkuk prayed this prayer. Saying, O Lord, I have heard your speech and I was afraid. O Lord, revive your work so this is a prayer. Habakkuk had seen God move. And he had also heard of God's works. Some of us have seen God move. We have seen God move in such a way that even the unbeliever knew it was God. Some of us have heard about the works of God. So Habakkuk was saying, Habakkuk Nasi. Revive your work, Lord. And that is what we need now. This is my prayer. 
I hope it's your prayer. Amen. Let's look at the word revive. What does it mean? It means to bring back to life. It means that something no longer has life. But now needs life to come back to it. And this word was used many times in the Bible. I'll give a couple of examples. In Genesis chapter 45, verse 27. Verse 27. Here we see Jacob. Jacob. When his sons came back from Egypt. And told him that Joseph was still alive. The Bible says that his spirit was revived. So you can be living but your spirit may not be alive. Let's look at another ex example in the Bible. Let's look at the let's look at Elijah. Elijah. When, yeah, when he prayed for the widow's son. And the child was revived. That's the same word that's used there. So today, our prayer is that God will bring revival. We're asking God to revive his work. But we are his work. We are God's work. So when we say revive your work, oh Lord, you're saying revive us. In Ephesians 2.10, God says we are his work. He created us to be his work. In Philippians 2.13 Philippians he said, God works in us both to will and to do of his good works. 
So we are God's work. In Acts of the Apostles, we see God walk through his church. And we are the church. We are the body of Christ. Jesus Christ. So if he's going to do any work, he's going to walk through us. So we do need revival. And it starts with me. It starts with me. We often point fingers at the church and complain but the church is you and I that's the church that's the church so do we need this prayer do we need this prayer in your own observation, is the church dead or alive? The question is, are you alive or dead? Because you are the church. I am the church. When we say something is dead, it's obvious. It might not seem so for a while. For example, if a tree is cut down, it may still look green. But because it's not attached to its source, it's not able to receive life. And after a while, it will die. In John 15, where Jesus talks about the vine and the branches, he tells us that he is the vine and we are the branches he also tells us that we cannot bear fruit if we are not attached to the vine because we receive life from the vine so if we want revival we have to be attached to the vine. Because only a living plant can produce fruit. And that's the work of God. So we have a part to play. So we agree that the body of Christ needs revival. Yes, 
You and I need revival. Are we still producing fruit? Jesus said when he was ascending to heaven. In the Great Commission that we should go and make disciples. Are we still doing what he asked us to do? When we look at Mark 16, Mark chapter 16, from verse 14 to 20, we see what God has called us to do. He has called us to preach the gospel. He has called us to heal the sick. He has called us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He has called us to cast out demons. He has called us to make disciples. These are the things that characterize a living church. That's how you know a church is alive. And these are the things that we should testify about. Like our sister testified. About what God is doing. Not what we are getting. Because now. A lot of testimonies about what we are getting. Which is good. But how about the works of God? How about those who are being saved? By our acts of kindness. How about those who are receiving healing? Because we are praying for them. We need revival. I want to touch on just three areas. Where we'll be praying today for God to revive us. Our love for him. Our faith in him. And our worship of him. Our love for God. It is the kind of love that God himself gives. It is not like the world's kind of love. We see that in 1 Corinthians 13. It is love that focuses on others. It doesn't focus on self. It is that love that, 
that compels us to preach the gospel. It is that love that urges us to pray for the sick. It is that love that causes us to meet the needs of others. But here is what God is saying in Revelations chapter 2. In verse 4, he says, you don't love me like you used to. Because love can grow cold. Even Jesus said that. That in the last days, that the love of many will wax cold. But God is calling us to go back to our first love. He's saying that to me. He's saying that to you. I know what it was like when I first gave my life to Christ. I could do anything for God. If you woke me up in the middle of the night and gave me an instruction, I would do it. But today I'm asking myself, am I still willing to do that? Because when you love God, you do what he says. He says, how do you know you love me? By obeying my commands. That's how you show you love God. You do what he says. So our prayer today is Lord revive our love for you. Let's talk about our faith. We are called to live by faith. The Bible says without faith you can't please God. Because you have to believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that seek him. And without faith, you can't pray effectively. Who are you praying to? If you don't believe God, who are you praying to? If you don't believe in him, what he can do? Why would you ask of him anything? In Luke chapter 18, Jesus talks about the widow and the unjust judge. Jesus she persisted in, in asking for justice. And the, the judge 
finally gave her justice. But Jesus was saying that this is to tell us that we should pray always. We should persist in prayer. And at the end of this story, he also says, will he find faith? Because you need faith to pray. There's so much that God wants to do. But he's looking for people to do those things through them. And he can only use us if we believe. Will you lay hands on the sick if you don't believe they will be made whole? But God wants us to pray for the sick. If we don't have faith, we will not do it. If we don't believe that God is a healer, we will not pray. God wants to save many more people. But if we don't believe in him, we will not preach the gospel. We need faith. We need our faith revived. God wants to meet the needs of so many more people. Sometimes we don't have all of it to help. But if we have faith, we still go ahead and do what we can, believing that God will provide. Those are the works of God. We have to live by faith, not by sight, not in our flesh. But how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing God's word. But we have to ask ourselves, are we listening to the world? Or are we listening to the word of God? And that's a question for each of us. Who are we listening to? Are we hearing the word of God? Are we hearing the louder noise of the world? If our faith is to be revived, we have to be intentional about what we're hearing. The last thing I want to touch on is our worship. And that's where it starts. It's our consecration in prayer. That's where it starts. That's where it starts. 
I go be doing at the altar in prayer. The altar is like a fireplace. The fire can go down. The fire can go out. When it does, it needs to be fanned into flame. It's the Holy Spirit. The breath of God. That fans it into flame again. The Holy Spirit is the presence of God. And he's the fire of God that ignites us. But we have to be at the altar. And I'm not talking necessarily of a physical place. It's spiritual. Are we praying? Do we have an altar in our lives? Are we praying? Is your altar cold or is there still a fire? Is there a hunger for more? We need a hunger. We need God to stay up that hunger. Because some of us, and myself included, some of us are just cold. The fire is not a flame anymore. The altar is cold. Because there's no worship. There's no worship. We need to worship. When we worship, we magnify God. And our faith too grows as we worship because we see God as he is when we worship him and as we worship we invite his presence and the Holy Spirit fans that fire and he burns yes and that's what God desires for us. And so well, let's go back to that prayer. Revive your work, O God. Which means revive me, O God. I will ask us to stand. And if you may, if, you, if you'd like to, you can just lift up your hands. I'm going to just take a song. It's an invitation. It's an invitation. We're asking God to revive us. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirst in my soul. Right of heaven, fill me till. 
He said, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. That is why he came. We need to be alive. We need to be living. We need to be alive. We need to be a vibrant church. We need to be vessels in God's hands. We need God to show up and show out through us. We need God. We need God to revive our spirit. We need God to revive us. Fill my cup, Lord. This is personal. I lift it up, Lord. God can see your heart. Come and pray. This blessing of my soul. Bread of heaven. Feel the thrill I want. No more. Fill my cup. Fill it up. And make Give the Lord praise. Somebody said that feels good. All right, all right. Amen. We thank you so much for sharing a beautiful message today and challenging our hearts to revival. Revive us again, oh God. And I can't think of a better time to think about that than coming upon our time of national thanksgiving as we offer thanks to God for all God's mercies, which are new every morning. So it's a beautiful day that God has made. And we have, last year we had the Nigerian food. How many of you remember that? We had the taste of Nigeria. Well, guess what? We have it again today. The, the folks have brought food and we're gonna be serving you in the to-go boxes and you can take your meal home with you if you have not eaten Nigerian food, this is a good opportunity to get a taste of Nigeria, okay? So the ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in the back and you can pass by and get a, a box of that before we go. Yes. Yes. Okay. Come please. Yes. So we are uh, the community that you support in Nigeria. We are from Afikbo. It's called Afikbo. And that's where Uzoma is from. Um, so for us that are here today, there are a couple of us, we want to sow back a little bit. We can never replace what you're doing for that community, what Shades of Grace International is doing for that community. but. Just a little talking to sow back, uh, to, to give uh, Shades of Grace, we would like to give you guys $500. Oh, 
Thank you. And just as we say, God is good all the time. And that money will be sewn back into the ministry of God. And you know, um, we hadn't mentioned a whole lot about it, but there is now a Shades of Grace International presence in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And the sewing machines have been sent. So what I would like to do, I guess I'm the pastor and I can do that, right? Um, I would like us to take the $500 that we received today to go for sewing machines in Congo. All right, all right. Praise the Lord. Give and it shall be given back to you. Press down, running together and running over. All right. And uh, I know that's how God operates. We work in the spirit and God will bless. Uh, yesterday I opened up our mail as it was brought to us. And um, the first um, thing was a little paper. It was anonymous uh, with a Birmingham, uh, Alabama postmark. But it had... Um, $100, and it said, may God multiply this tenfold. It was uh, 10 $100 bills in cash. And then I opened up the other envelope in my hand, and guess what? There was a check for $1,000. And God had just answered that prayer tenfold. So we know that there's going to be a whole lot of stitching going on and a whole lot of sewing going on in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And I'm so thankful for what we're doing here in planting seeds. Um, it's reaching far beyond what we could ever imagine. So thanks be to God. Is your heart full today? Amen. Amen. I started out talking about food and all of a sudden I realized Jesus said, I have food that you know not of. <laughs> but what Jesus is giving us, money could never buy. But we're so grateful today. But before you go today, please go back and uh, take a box of Nigerian food home with you, or two, okay? And uh, share it. God bless you. Again, it's been a beautiful day and a beautiful message. And thank all of you for making it happen today. And thank you, Lord. Amen. Let us stand together and sing Amazing Grace. We're going to sing this in honor of the man who received his sight through your gifts and through God's grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like
10,000 years bright shining as the sun we've no blessedness to sing God's praise than when we first begun now we sing praise God God. 